What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Raise the Geek podcast, where geek is all we speak. This week, it's part two of our Marvel's What If coverage, where we talk all about episodes four, five, and six. We're also going to give our impressions on the new Hawkeye trailer and why The Last Man, and by we, I mean Chris. And Don. Let's go. And we're back. Another episode of Raised a Geek podcast live recording. Another beautiful Saturday hanging out with my buddy Don. We got all kinds of good stuff to talk about. What's going on, Don? Chris, what is happening today, my friend? Not a lot going on. I seem to say it every week, but it's been a good Saturday so far. You look like you just hurt your hand. Yep, doing smashed something. it on the desk. Uh, so your Saturday is off to a painful start, maybe. No. Yes, yes. Yeah, man, it's been good watching a little uh, college football here and there, just relaxing and I don't know, man, just having a good time. How about you? How's your Saturday so far? So far, so good. Just like I said, watching some TV, eating some breakfast, now recording with you, getting ready to play some Death Loop later this afternoon, unless uh, yes. you and I need to dive back in because you and I were up till three o'clock in the morning playing Overcooked. And right. for, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Overcooked is this little annoying game where you work in uh-huh. as teams and you run around these kitchens that are set up like puzzles where you're cooking, cleaning, chopping, preparing food based on a menu and you're trying to get food out of the kitchen and it's chaotic and it's crazy stressful and I felt like our brains were going to explode at two. Th- it is not a game to play at two thirty in the morning. How, how did, you, <laughs> did you, were you having like fever dreams thinking about running uh, tomatoes and hamburgers? <laughs> right. Did I have any dreams about cutting onions real fast and making <laughs> right. sure they get to the right spot? Yeah, man. Started last night. We were playing Warzone at first with our other buddy. But then once he had to go and Warzone has taken away duos, so we couldn't play that. We were like, man, what else do we have that's two-player? Uh, here's Overcooked sitting here. That's a free game right now for PlayStation Plus. Yeah, let's give it a try. I've played it before with my wife. You've played it with your wife uh just briefly so we were like man let's try it together i remember playing it with my my wife the first time and it was like we were getting mad at each other yes <laughs> like getting in each other's way and shit like no you go wash the dishes whose turn is it to wash the dishes you, the, the meat is burning <laughs> there's just so many and we were like we can't play this we're gonna get mad at each other uh yeah but we tried it it's fun i can't tell if it's an amazing game or a terrible game it's like I was having fun, but it was hurting my brain and uh, it makes you, it just drives you a little crazy. And I was trying not to like get mad at you and myself. Be like, dude, what are you doing? And I know you wanted to tell me this. Why are you letting that meat burn? Why? Uh, So it's, it's fun, man, but it's, it's weird. I don't know. I I feel like I want to play it again with you, try it again and see how, what we can do. And like, when we're not, I don't know. When we're not half asleep, yeah, it's definitely not a game to play at 2 o'clock in the morning when your brain's already fried. Yeah, after a long Friday of working and everything. I just found it so funny because they, especially as we got later in the game, we started having where they would split up the kitchen. So it would be like yeah. one of us needed to hand food, wash dishes, cook food while the other one was chopping and plating. So we really had to depend on each other. So I kept handing you stuff and then you were just like throwing it everywhere. And there was just <laughs> stuff all over your side of the kitchen. And I'm like, Don, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't keep that shit organized, man. There's too many things going on. What do I do with these onions while the meat 
I don't know. It's it's crazy. Like, Tom, I need pans. I need pans. Send me pans. (laughs) I need the pan. It was a ridiculous game. Those who know know because I'm sure there's been many relationships and friendships that have been ruined because of overcooked, and now the overcooked buffet that's like both games and all the DLC is now out um, for people to play. Um, I would love if anyone's played with more than two people. I would love for you to write in. And let us know how that goes. Because I can't imagine more than two people in a kitchen. But at the same time, I want more people in the kitchen. So if anybody actually knows what that experience is like, you need to let us know. And how you do that is you follow (laughs) us over on Twitter at Raise the Geek. Join now over the 1,000 people. We broke 1,000 this week. And thank you guys for following us. That's awesome. Let's keep that trend going. And if you want to join the conversation, hit us up at our Gmail at raisedgeek at gmail.com. We definitely appreciate everything that you guys do for us and all of that support. So make sure you guys keep liking, following, and subscribing us wherever you see us. Yes. And also, real quick shout out to the app Good Pods, which is a fun way that we found to um, post your podcast. And it's a fun kind of like a new social media site where uh, podcasts get posted and we broke into some kind of top 100 list uh, recently. So that's pretty damn cool. Uh, glad to see that. So that's a fun way to take in your podcast. So shout out to Good Pods, man. Yeah. And, and if you don't listen on Good Pods, download it and subscribe to us and let's keep pushing us. Let's see how far up the list we can go. So definitely um, hit yes. us up on Good Pods. And check it out. It's kind of a mixture of like Instagram and just yeah, man. They got a little, like they Spotify. got a little, they got a lot going on. Yeah, it's a little fun thing they got going there. It's cool. I like it. So check it out. Yeah, definitely. And let's see how high we can get on the list. Oh yeah. But Don, we're gonna start it a little bit somber because we did actually have kind of surprising, devastating news this week that kind of came out of nowhere for a lot of people, I think. But we had uh, Norm McDonald from Saturday Night Live and just a real big, famous comedian passed away suddenly at the age of 61. Apparently, he's had been battling cancer for like 10 years and really didn't tell anyone. I think part of the reason behind that is he said, I'm a comedian and he didn't want sympathy laughs mm-hmm. or unearned laughs because people just wanted to make him feel good. So he kind of kept that on the complete down low, except for those who needed to know. And uh, it unfortunately did get the best of him this week. So he did pass away, which kind of became one that kind of hit hurt a little yeah. bit man uh i don't know i'm well i mean i know i was gonna say i don't know about you but i mean i know that norm mcdonald and you know his comedy through us growing up on saturday night live and uh i was gonna say the daily show weekend update he was always mm-hmm. my favorite anchor for weekend update because he just had that sure. dry comedy just like sarcastic was it funny like you just could never really tell with him which yeah. was great and then uh he did break out into a couple of i think our favorite comedies coming out of the 90s and early 2000s which was dirty work and screwed and if you haven't Mm -hmm. seen those movies dirty work is up on hbo right now and screwed pops in there every once in a while those movies are amazing but don how did this uh news hit you what 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 are your memories or anything that you got for norm mcdonald yeah man totally sucks and i'll start by saying you know cancer sucks man It, it takes it takes people way too early uh, it brings back a lot of thoughts about, you know, s- similar to the Chadwick Bozeman passing where it's like somebody you see it pop up somewhere that they passed and it's from cancer. And 
uh, from them. You know, you never knew about it because they were battling it privately mm-hmm. as a personal choice. And it's just like, man, it does hit you pretty hard. 61 is way too young. And Norm MacDonald, uh, like you, like you just kind of said, really is, I feel an underrated comedian. Uh, but also I've seen people say like, he is your favorite comedian's favorite comedian. Mm-hmm. Like pe- people seem to love him in the industry and just like his humor and delivery and the dry way he would just deliver his lines was some of the best. Like you said, weekend update, he was probably the best, my personal favorite anchor of that also. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, those movies are hilarious. And, and after hearing this news, you know, I was bummed out, but I wanted to go in and, and search, you know, some, just put his name into Google and a lot of funny stuff came up, man. You said daily show. He had a f- hilarious bit when he was on the daily show back when it was John Stewart okay. um, <laughs> that I watched. And uh, so this, this must've been like real recently after the passing of, I can't think of his name right now, the Berwin, Steve, Ber- Steve Irwin, Steve Irwin, Irwin the, crocodile. the crocodile hunter. Yeah. Crocodile hunter. So I looked and it was like only eight days after that guy passed. So it's still kind of, uh, you know, new. And uh, he has a, he totally has a bit about Steve Irwin in this where he's like, man, he, and he, he, this is just an example of the way he was pushing boundaries. Like Steve Irwin just died and he's got a bit in there. He's like, yeah, I heard about this crocodile hunter dying. He was, and he was like, people text me saying, it's so sad. It's so sad. He was only 44. And I was like, yeah, 44. That's like a ripe old age for a, crocodile hunter <laughs> like oh my god and like people were like laughing in that nervous laughter like we shouldn't oh. be joking about this mm-hmm. but he was and it was just funny and that's just the kind of comedy he did like pushing boundaries uh yeah man dirty work is a classic movie screwed with dave Chappelle. uh yeah dude it's it's a it's a sad loss there and one we didn't see coming you know, you and 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 to get context into what this actually means for like us, we quote screwed almost on a semi daily basis. For sure, like that movie gets screwed <laughs> or gets quoted constantly as we're just joking around. Like I yeah. mean, that became kind of that movie has lines that are just part of our lingo and the way that yeah. we talk. Because I mean, we watched that movie so much. That movie is so funny with yeah him and Dave Chappelle, and it was just such a underrated. Yeah, definitely. Movie. Definitely one I I wish more people would watch and seek it out if you have never seen it. Screwed. It's it's a it's a really funny movie. Yeah, yeah. Where they're trying to kidnap a dog and hold it for ransom. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous yeah. plot. Yeah, and it's so stupid. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito in there. Too, Danny DeVito's like Danny in it. DeVito. Yeah, it was like yeah. his first heading towards Always Sunny. Yeah, it yeah, was like yeah. the first role he was taking that kind of led down that path of being gross out, Danny DeVito. For sure, and yeah, Dirty Work was directed in 1998 by Bob Saget, and that's all you. Out... That's all you need to know, right there. Bob Saget directed. That's... Bob Saget directed it, and it was yeah, uh, yeah. Norm Macdonald going into business to do people's dirty work and play pranks on people, and that movie is hilarious as well. Yeah, like a revenge. It was a revenge company, and it's him and Artie Lang, and everyone's in that movie. It's got Chevy Chase and Chris Farley, and it's just uh That's a great one too. That's a classic. Yeah, so if you've never seen those, those are great. And then obviously everyone's throwing up their tributes um, from Saturday Night Live. I was watching some of his Burt Reynolds impressions and Bob Dole impressions from Saturday Night Live over on Peacock and stuff. So there's tons of content if you're not 100% 
up with him a little bit younger so he might not have been in your kind of like atmosphere there definitely check yeah. it out because yeah especially if you enjoy dry comedy he was one of the best at that yeah he's one of those guys where it's like hollywood didn't quite know what to do with him mm-hmm. like he's somebody who could have really broken through and been you know a huge megastar but just like nobody knew how to market him because his humor was in such a unique different way right. uh, how do you script that yeah so uh definitely i guess you could say underappreciated but we appreciate him and it's it's a sad loss so rest in peace norm mcdonald absolutely uh to shift gears here a little bit we did have some other things that we wanted to at least put throw our impressions on that happened and where we're going to talk about it because we had a lot of content drop that you and i have been kind of rushing through and trying to check out and we don't want to cram these shows with everything but mm-hmm. first up that we wanted to talk about was over on Hulu or FX on Hulu, because there is apparently a difference. There is. Uh, they did drop this week the first three episodes of Why the Last Man, which is a comic book written by Vaughn. Yeah, Brian K. Vaughn, written by Brian K. Vaughn and drawn by Pia Guerra, a uh, series that ran, you know, some years ago. I'd have to look and see when, but uh, a very highly touted comic book that people love uh ran for 60 issues and yeah finally finally adapted to television it's been in kind of um production hell for like the past three years like Mm -hmm. they they wanted to make the show for a long time but for whatever reason like scheduling conflicts and people leaving the project creative people leaving the project and all kinds of things it's just kind of like been to a point where people never knew if it was ever gonna happen Mm-hmm. They've always talked about it, but people were kind of doubting that it would ever happen. But it's finally made its way onto our screens at home. They finally got it together. So a lot of people are happy about that because it's a story a lot of people really love. And it's, like I said, touted as a great comic book story. Yeah, and that, I always heard about it, but never really knew much about it. Um, mm-hmm. And always knew about the production hell, knew it was coming supposed to be over on amc it was supposed to be a movie it was supposed to be here but it ended up on fx on hulu so it's not even on fx it's just basically a hulu exclusive through fx yeah and until i saw the trailer i didn't really even know it was coming and they were like starting in september i was like all right guess i'm gonna check this out and see what they got going on i i know i was able to watch the first episode you did watch get through those first three um i don't fully know about you but watching three i'm assuming you're in I really enjoyed mm-hmm. this first episode. I thought this one was fun. For those that don't know the basic, basic premise, because we're not going to deep dive, we're going to save it for later. The basic premise is this is set in a post-apocalyptic world after a virus of some kind wipes out everything with a Y chromosome, except Ooh, for yes. one man who is still alive, hence the name The Last Man. So yes. that's kind of the basic how, you know, where, where, where does the world go when it's only the women kind of have to lift themselves up out of a post-apocalyptic world basically like i said i've only seen the first episode so i only got the basic basic but i really enjoyed what they did it's a little soap opera which is kind of fun yeah it reminds me of the show do you watch the strain on fx based on those guillermo del toro books Mm -mm. it was that i mean that show was it was very similar it was it was fun but it was that soap opera kind of a little bit cheesy yeah and this kind of has that feeling yeah, this premiere is kind of like a setup to what's going on. You laid it out there what the story is, and it's called Why the Last Man, and that can have a lot of you know different meanings because his name is Yorick, mm-hmm. so maybe that's where the why comes from. But also, if you say it like Why the Last Man, the story is about like, well, why 
W H Y is he the is he the last man that gets to exist? Um, Because I mean, it's not a spoiler to to know that this is about you know every man on Earth at the same time is gone. Yeah. Um, So you know, Yorick is left. Got a lot of side characters we're dealing with here, like his his mom, played by Diane Lane, is a congresswoman who becomes the president because ever all the men are gone. Um. That's kind of how those things connect. And there's other people involved, like um, his sister. And there's a, a, a female agent who works for like some CIA type group who's involved. And they're all trying to get to the bottom of this. And that's kind of where the show is. Uh, and we wanted to watch it to see if we'd like to cover the this show for the podcast um, as it is a comic book adaptation. And I'm with you. The first episode really kind of piqued my interest and and kind of hooked me that's why i've watched the first three they all dropped in the same day and i'm in for it so i'm excited to cover this show with you man i think it'll be uh i think it has potential to be a good one so we're definitely going to find out here yeah and definitely be on the lookout if this sounds anything interesting with just a basic premise definitely uh check it out it's over on hulu right now it's streaming exclusively on hulu and uh, check it out and see where we're going to come back around. We're going to see how many episodes there are and see how this thing goes and see how we want to break this down based on a content standpoint. But definitely here in the near future, we are going to have some Why the Last Man content coming your way. So definitely start checking out that show. Watch it with us. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think as we're going. Have some live conversation about it. I love it. I love it. Uh Yes. Another another crazy piece of content that came out that we watched last week, and I've watched twice because it was my jam, <laughs> but over on HBO and in theaters, we did drop James Wan's new movie, Malignant, which came uh, Malignant. out, and uh, I want to have a full conversation with you about this movie, and I don't, like I said, we got a ton to talk about, and I do not want to spoil this movie for anybody who might yes. be somewhat interesting. I want to give everybody time. We got 30 days on HBO. If you have not seen it yet, if you enjoy crazy, off the wall, kind of almost B-movie, Sam Raimi, Evil Dead type content, go watch this movie, regardless of what mm-hmm. you think about James Wan, what you think about this is, this whole movie is kind of like a, I don't know what it was, man. You just watch it and it ended and I was like, that movie was so bad, but I think I loved it. And then I watched it a second <laughs> time and I was like, I did love that movie. And it's just the yeah. most ridiculous thing I've seen in a long time. And I was there for it, man. Yeah, it's definitely insane. Uh, James Wan, you know, the a horror voice behind, you know, a very popular horror voice, an important horror voice behind, you know, Saw and Insidious and the first Conjuring. And he's he's kind of, you know, gotten his chops through those. I feel like this is the movie where he was finally like, all right, I'm an established dude. And then there's this movie I've been wanting to make. And I'm finally going to make it. I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about it. I'm going to make the craziest, most insane thing I can think of because I've had it rattling around in my brain and I've never had a chance to finally put it down to paper and get it filmed. And I'm going to do it and I'm going to call it malignant. And that's what this movie ended up being. It's just like insane stuff happens that you never could like see coming while you're watching it. You're just like, how does someone think of stuff like this? Uh, It's crazy. Like visually it's, it's just great to watch. And it's so fun. I found, I mean, it's a horror movie, but at the same time, I'm sitting there cracking up during parts because I was just like so entertained. Like this is hilariously funny and and great at the same time. And like you said, is it a bad movie or is it a bad movie that's so bad that it's great? 
Like it's, I can't decide. And yeah. I, I, I'm very eager to uh, dive deeper into this with you and have a, you know, a breakdown of the entire movie, which we plan on doing here in a little while. But this is just our suggestion to you guys listening. If you're, if what we've just said now sounds interesting to you, do yourself a favor and, and watch this movie um, before anything can get spoiled before anything happens because there is things in here you're going to want to see uh without someone else telling you about what's going to happen it's mm-hmm. it's it's a fun movie man it's definitely the funnest time i've had in a while watching a movie yeah yeah and and depending on what you think of horror movies james wan you know and you think you know what you're getting into this movie no he's he i think he purposefully trolled his audience his fans yeah. with this movie because I know there's a bunch of James Wan diehards that just hated this movie because mm-hmm. they were like it's this just wasn't what you're expecting. You watch the trailers, you think you know what you're getting, <clears throat> just like oh James Wan, more horror movie, cool. Even I went in that way, and then it was not that, and I feel like he did that shit on purpose. And then um, yeah, that's why I wanted to watch it a second time because I was trying to watch it like a James Wan movie, and then I had to watch it a second time to be like, okay, I need to watch it for what it is. When I watched it for what it is, I was like, dude, this movie is just amazing. And <laughs> yeah, just, I don't know. I it was it was my kind of movie. So definitely, yeah. we're planning on bringing that back around here towards the end of its HBO Now run, and as we start heading into October and want to start talk about spooky season and all Ooh, the Halloween spooky. movies and some of our favorites that is coming, and I think Malignant is going to be part of that conversation. So once again, sounds good. Check it out. Yeah, we think we think you'll like it. Even if you don't, it's worth watching. Get, just find out for yourself. You decide, but it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, because if someone tells you what it's about and how it goes, yeah. it's going to sound, it's just not going to work for you. So watch <laughs> yeah, it first. Yeah. Uh, last up for kind of our quick hot takes, I guess, for what we got as we're going through content. We did get a Hawkeye trailer this week coming to Disney mm. Plus on November 24th, I believe it is. Man, this trailer was so good. <laughs> it, it was, man. It was. It, it kind of popped out out of nowhere. Not even out of nowhere, but the night before, I think, on Jeremy Renner's Instagram. He's the one who announced, like, hey, Hawkeye trailer dropping tomorrow. And I was like, wow, yeah, we've been waiting for this. I, I texted you about it, and we were eagerly waiting. And sure enough, the next day, there it was, Hawkeye trailer for his Disney Plus show, uh, which we've known about for a while but haven't seen much from just a couple still screens and still shots and yeah this trailer was fun two minutes of of letting you know what hawkeye is going to be um some interesting notes about it it seems dropping you know november 24th and so it's you figure it's going to run at least six weeks to eight weeks Mm -hmm. It, it seems like it's a holiday themed show which is awesome. Like they had the the song playing in the background, you know, it's the most wonderful time. And like, while, while he's running around having adventures, like, man, this just feels good to me. I don't know why it feels good. I like, I've always liked holiday themed stuff. And it, this seems like it's going to be that even Spider-Man around the same time might be another holiday related stuff. They might be dealing with the Christmas time. I like that Marvel's kind of getting into that. It just, it's, I don't know. It feels, it's a comfort thing. I don't know how you feel about that. No, I love that. I love yeah. that they made this a Christmas show. Yeah. I love, and it's the smartest thing. I don't know why more people don't do that. When you theme your movie, no matter what it is around a holiday, it becomes a holiday movie. Same reason everyone always has the debate about Die Hard being a Christmas movie. Right. It, it happens at Christmas time. So people are just like, oh, Iron Man 3 happened at Christmas time and was a Christmas movie, but they released it mm-hmm. in July. 
So when I'm sitting in the theater in July watching a Christmas movie, I'm like, why am I watching this movie now? (laughs) Why didn't this come out in December? This movie literally takes place at Christmas. That was one of my main complaints from that movie is because I was not in the headspace to tolerate a Christmas movie in July. Well, I think even like people who argue that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, one of their main defenses is that it came out in the summer. It's the same argument. Like, how can it be a Christmas movie if it came out in like July? Uh, but yeah, that's that's I, funny to me. I watch it every Christmas, so it's Christmas movie <laughs> to me because it just hey, just is. It's, so. It just is. But you know, yeah. I love that this show is set at Christmas. I love that this looks like, as we've talked about many times here on this show, a street level. Mm-hmm. I love street level, like I said, your daredevils, your heroes for hire, your Spider-Man, kind of your just street level vigil- vigilante he superhero. I just love that this seems like it's that, you know, a little bit more of a grounded story as he's running around. It looks like, you know, uh, we've run into Kate Bishop, as we knew, coming into this and the world, the media seems to think that she's doing her vigilante thing, that it's really Hawkeye from during the blip when he was going all super Yakuza and just like murdering everybody. She, she's dressing as Ronan, like the character that he, he portrayed. Yes. Um, So, so you know, that's cool. Yeah. So then he needs to go track her down and then it just seems like stuff is going on and it's based around Christmas and it just looked like so much fun. Yeah. And, and I'm not sure if you ever read it, um, if you haven't, I suggest it to you and everybody else, but there's a Hawkeye series from maybe, I don't know, the year 10 years ago. Hawkeye had his own series, comic series. It was written by Matt Fraction and David Aja uh, was the art. And this was one of the best Marvel series I've read in a long, long, long time. Yeah. Uh, because it is all about Hawkeye taking a character who, you know, he knows he's come to terms with he's not he's not Thor he's not Captain America he's not Iron Man he's Hawkeye he's a guy with a bow and arrow and so it deals with him being a street level superhero of the people and like that book he he um you know buys up this apartment complex that is like run by shady people so he spends his money that he's gotten as an Avenger to like be this landlord and uh take this place over because these people are being abused by it used to be owned by russian mob in this trailer also you see these russian mobsters and in the book they get a pizza dog they get a dog that they call pizza dog he's also in this trailer so this show is gonna borrow super heavily from that comic series and i'm super here for it because it was a great book in the same way before wandavision that i we've talked about or just privately that you should have watched or you should have read the the vision book by tom king I think you should people should read the Hawkeye book by Matt Fraction before this series because it definitely looks like it's going to um, borrow very heavily from that, which is great. Uh, like you said, it's an intro to Kate Bishop. Um, once again, setting up these young Avengers. Once again, setting up these young Avengers. Is this another like mantle handoff? Like we've had a few times, like the Hawkeye name moving from Clint to Kate. Is that what's going to happen? Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I really like I really like this trailer. We didn't see a villain in this. Uh, they they've hidden who the true villain is. We talked about before. There's rumors out there that it could be a Kingpin show that's been out there, or Kingpin could be the villain. That'll be great. I would love that if they did something like that. Yeah, I love um, 
especially you bring back Vincent D'Onofrio, which supposedly is the yeah. rumors. I know I saw some videos on YouTube that were like Easter eggs and they had pictures of Vincent D'Onofrio and stuff in it. So I haven't watched those yet to see if there were what kind of Easter eggs were hidden in this thing. But that would be I do, would just love for him to get another chance on this kind of scale at that. Character. Oh, yeah. He's been one of the best Marvel villains, you know, of the past however many years to date. So it'd be great to see him return. Yeah. Uh, another question is, are we going to get Yelena Belova in this from Black Widow? Because we all remember, if you listen to our episode, you know, the last scene we see with her is Val showing her the picture of like, do you want revenge on who is responsible for Natasha's death? And she shows her Hawkeye. So clearly now we're in a Hawkeye show. We've got to deal with that, don't yeah. we? She's so got to be. Yeah, she's got to be on the show. She has to be part of it, especially if you're, as you're talking about like Russian mobs and stuff like that. It all ties in. So it's got to be something. Right. The story has to circle around her to some extent. Yeah. So we have all these things that could happen that we didn't see in the trailer. So I definitely do appreciate that. They seem like they're saving their surprises and big moments for when you watch the show. Yeah. Um, and I've enjoyed I'm, all of these, you know, and I get more and more excited for them as they come, you know, like a new one. I'm like, oh, Loki. Yeah, man, I'm pumped for Loki. And then was pumped for now I'm pumped for this one. It's just like, it seems like every time a new one drops, I'm just like, and then a Miss Marvel's going to come like right behind it. And I'm just going to be like there for it. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been, I'm in, I'm like I said, I'm more excited for these shows than I'm ending up for the movies. Sure. You know, and it could just be, you know, that because these are all the characters that I'm used to and. Mm-hmm. you know jump into new ones you like your comforts a comfort zone it's my it's you know it's all of our comfort zone i think you know at this yeah. current state and time but they'll 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 get us they'll get us moving out yeah hawkeye is definitely a character who maybe hasn't had enough spotlight on him so this will be a fun fun little trip with him a fun little show i think and i'm i look forward to it i look forward to covering it for this podcast with you we might go back to the format we did with loki give you like some special hawkeye special episodes and give each one its its own great time because it should be a lot of fun i'm i'm excited yeah yeah i love the christmas love the christmas (laughs) idea so i'm definitely excited for it and i can't wait for that to premiere but don we do have a Marvel show that's on right now. Marvel's What If, and we are about to do our part two where we talk about episodes four, five, and six. But before we do, we want you to know that this podcast is sponsored by Anchor.fm. Marvel's What If dropped episode six here on Wednesday. So we are here with part two of our coverage of the show that is now streaming on Disney+. Plus. And we are going to talk about episode four, five, and six. So the last three, we are going to go full deep dive. So spoilers, a plenty. A plenty. A plenty. So, Don, I guess we're just going to jump right to episode four, which was titled, What If Dr. Strange Lost His Heart? instead of his hands yeah which this one ended up being a lot darker than i thought it was going to be based upon the title where i was like oh his heart his heart and i thought it was going to be a little bit more sweet and it was not it was a little bit more sour (laughs) (laughs) yeah out of the six man this one is probably the darkest one to i would say to this to this point um if you're going to watch this episode or if you have watched it, you already know that the required viewing for this one is Dr. Strange. Basically. And that's pretty much the only one you, you would have need to have seen before watching this. Um, it's basically Dr. Strange's origin reimagined uh, as the title implies. He doesn't, instead of 
for those who've seen Doctor Strange, which I'm assuming most have. And we if just not, talked about it last and, week, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can go back and listen to our Doctor Strange episode from two weeks ago to hear what we thought about that movie. But um, when he's in the car accident, instead of him being alone in the car, uh, Christine, who in the movie was played by Rachel McAdams, so his love interest in the movie, was in the car with him. And instead of him getting hurt and his hands getting all mangled, she dies. And that is what drives him to search out the mystic arts. Um, and this movie kind of plays out as, I mean, this movie, this show kind of plays out as um, he can't let it go that she's died and it's really wearing on him. So he uses the time stone, which is the eye of Agamotto, as we all know, like his main thing he has to go back in time and he's convinced that he can save christine's life but as it turns out this just plays out into kind of like a morbid groundhog day (laughs) where she just he keeps he he finally realizes that no matter what he does and no matter what he tries that she's going to keep dying and she dies in a hundred different ways you know she dies as she's driving the car she dies if he you know stands her up and doesn't pick her up she still dies in a house fire and and she dies by other kind of cars. Random people they, walking in and just shooting her. <laughs> yeah, her getting shot. And it's like, that's one thing with this episode, man. It, it got really, for me, I don't know if it was just too much of her dying. Like, it was starting to be like, man, this is this is rough. Like, yeah. just seeing seeing her character die over and over and over. Like, we get the know. idea. We get the idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's nice because I feel like Rachel McAdams was underused as a character in the movie. Yeah. So it was it was it was fun to see her get a little more spotlight on her, but just in the way they kind of did it, it's like, oof, I don't know. I've had enough of her dying. It was rough. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. Um so we keep moving through this episode and and um the ancient one is in this too, and Tilda Swinton does come back to do the voice, which yeah, is everybody nice. did. Yeah. everybody came back, I think. Yeah, pretty much everyone came back. She did, and Benedict Wong came back as Wong which is funny. Still funny to me to this day that his name is Wong and he plays Wong. Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, Rachel McAdams. So yeah. And then the story basically just goes into he is so obsessed with bringing her back that he embraces more dark mystic arts and kind of becomes an quote unquote evil version of himself and he's mm-hmm. taking in he figures out he has to take in souls of other of uh, other mystic beings to finally gain the power to bring christine back and it kind of just goes from there yeah so how did you feel about this episode did you like this one was this a good did you you know jump coming off of the uh avengers all being murdered by a serial killer episode you mm-hmm. know as where these freestanding episodes you know how did how did this episode fit in I thought it was pretty well made. I still don't know if I loved it, but it was I could I was interested the whole time to see what happened. One thing that kind of gets to me is these especially following the third episode, just the morbidity of it. You know what I mean? Like when I was imagining the series on what it was going to be, I didn't think that every single episode was just going to have to do so much with like, well what would happen if this character died? Like yeah. what happens if this character is dead, dead, dead? Like everything has to do with death. Yes, and that's a that's a little too, too. I don't know, just not what I was expecting, and not the route I thought they were fully going to go. Like the "what if" question, I feel like can be asked in other ways besides like, "Well, what would be this if unless this person was dead?" And that's what they seem to keep doing. 
Yes. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. No, I, I agree. This, this show, especially these three that we're, that we're talking about all have a very twilight zoney feel. Mm-hmm. And they have that, like you said, they're not having, I don't think that they're having fun with the what if concept. Right. You know, and even looking back, like I said, looking back on the third episode with, you know, the, someone's killing the Avengers, Avengers, that was still, like I said, I agree with you, the morbidity aspect. Oh, we, we killed Hope. So Ant-Man, Hank Pym went crazy and murdered everybody. And, you know, like I said, this one, Christine died. So Doctor Strange went crazy. And, you know, they, they like you said, they all kind of have to do with who died and who would die based on these scenarios. And obviously the next episodes we're going to talk about have the same like concept. same feel yeah um th- this one i felt was more of a complete story mm. you know it, it had a beginning middle and an end where the next couple ones i felt didn't and yeah. it kind of became like why did i watch this but we'll get into that here <laughs> in a second all right so but i so i mean i i enjoyed the aspect that it kind of had a you know at least a complete story arc that kind of stands on its own to a point but yeah i agree with you that i don't think they're having as much fun with this concept as they could be yeah and and we'll get into that too when we talk about our thoughts as a whole where we stand now but that's kind of the the point right now i mean this this episode did have its good moments too i won't say it didn't um like strange once we find out there's two dr stranges a good one and an evil one and they got split by the ancient one and once they finally come together to do battle i thought that was a really fun scene that was fun a lot a lot, a lot of like mystic them using their mystic arts against each other and like what would it be like if dr strange had to fight dr strange it was that was fun I, I feel like the plot of this entire episode could have almost been the plot of a dr strange 2 movie right um it was a really thought out well thought out well plotted story I don't know. What's some other notes about this? We got the return of, I think, Shuma Garath, who, if you know that character from, he was in Captain Carter, the episode. It's the squid guy. It's the the big squid hands that came out on Captain Carter, came out of that dimension. It's also featured in this coming out of the the whole, the the port, yeah, the portals that Doctor Strange makes. So I'm wondering, like, ooh, is this connected to that? Like, Mm. I I don't know much about Shuma Garath, just like he was, he's He's a, a mystical being who's like a giant squid octopus. And the way I know him the most is he was a playable character in Marvel versus Capcom. <laughs> so that's how I know him. Yeah. Uh, but that was fun to see. And I don't know, some of the fun stuff. Like I said, the fight was fun. This is the first episode where the Watcher is seen by somebody in the show. Like Dr. Yeah. Strange was aware of his presence. He's like, who's that? And this was the first time that the Watcher actually talked to somebody in the yeah. show, which I thought was interesting. That was cool. Uh, yeah. So he's yeah, like, sorry, you're on your own. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm not going to interfere. I'm not going to change anything. But then again, I mean, it, it goes back to even more dark places at the end where basically at the end of this episode, the universe collapses on itself and everybody dies and Doctor Strange destroyed the universe so it's it's pretty dark man well yeah that and i found it funny like because obviously when dr strange was sucking in all this life force and these other gods and these other beings and becoming all powerful he was absorbing them and but like taking on their traits so he looked like a demon he looked like a dragon he had arms he had tentacles he had teeth he looked Mm -hmm. mean and vicious and nasty and he looked like a monster so then when he finally brought christine back 
he looked like yeah. a monster. So then you had this like Beauty and the Beast moment where she's like, what? Yeah, yeah. No, who's going on? What's going on? And she's freaking out because she, there's this monster there. But then he changed himself to look like himself, just a little bit darker. I'm like, well, why didn't you introduce yourself as yourself so she wouldn't have freaked out? To her, right? <laughs> why did you appear as some demon <laughs> yeah. with with octopus tentacles and wings yeah Yeah, the only thing i can think of is they did say that he was basically in he put himself in a time loop for like hundreds of years to Mm -hmm. establish that power so he might not have been like after that period of time not worrying about his appearance he might not have thought about it i could see that and i could buy that but it just was funny to me yeah 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 i mean yeah i'm with you on that uh that was a little strange it just made me laugh I was like, yeah, why did you appear? Because I thought when I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, man, that's just what he looks like now. That's crazy. And that's sad. And it's ironic and blah, blah, blah. But then then all of a sudden he just morphed into who he needed to like himself. And I was like, wait, he could do that. Why didn't he do that before? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, with, I'm totally with you. Why didn't he just do that before? Um, I don't know. Strong, strong performance from Benedict Cumber, Cumberbatch and uh I was entertained, but like I said, definitely kind of a depressing one, kind of a no happy ending. I know every now and then we talk about like, what if a depressing ending just happened? What if the bad guys win? And sometimes when you do eventually get those, I'm like, oh, that's not satisfying. You know what I mean? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But (laughs) like I said, I did enjoy that this had a full arc, beginning, middle and consequences. It didn't leave us hanging and it didn't have that twilight zone. I mean, yeah, the universe ended, but there was no yeah. like oh you know like the next yeah there's 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 nowhere to go from there it's like a, it's its own self-contained complete story so that's good yes uh so we're gonna move on to episode five which is what if zombies Ooh, zombies. everyone is waiting for because you know what if zombies comics and mm-hmm. i mean that was a very popular thing that they did for a long time where they turned certain avengers into zombies and kind of went on an adventure and done all i have to say about this episode was i died i literally died <laughs> when little tiny ant-man w- was eating captain america and that <laughs> killed me that made me laugh so hard when all of a sudden <laughs> captain america jumps down and he's ready to cook, kick some zombie ass and all of a sudden he goes ow and he went to go touch his hand and it, they they zoomed in and it was little ant-man just gnawing on his neck and that I died. I was laughing so hard because he just I was like, man, this little itty bitty mosquito ant man just turned Captain America into a zombie. And that killed me, man. That was so funny. Yeah. When you combine the genre of zombies into the Marvel Universe, there's a lot of different things you can do. So that's funny. The zombies who are all different Avengers characters, I guess they all kind of retain their knowledge of how they work. Yeah. To- because you know Iron Man's a Iron Man is a zombie and he still knows how to work the pulsar blasters and Doctor Strange still knows his magic and Wong yeah. and like I just found that kind of weird like oh they still know how to be Avengers but zombies which is strange um, yeah that's crazy but people were waiting for this one this zombies yes. one and the uh, required viewing for this one I guess would be Infinity War mostly and you know Ant Man Spider Man. Um, homecoming you probably would have seen just a little bit of everything it was kind of pieced together i don't know this is this is for fans of zombies and marvel universe if you ever want to see the mashup happen it's finally here for you 
this one this one was a lot of fun i did enjoy this one for the most mm-hmm. part um it had some good action it had a good story it, it focused a little bit with spider-man which was kind mm-hmm. of fun they let him do his little like he was doing in homecoming you know his little video youtube montages and explanations for things on how to survive a zombie apocalypse yeah um, that it had that it had that spider-man fun like yes. the fun you get from those movies there it was definitely in there and i appreciated that yeah, so that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the the zombie aspect. Like I said, there were there were real stakes and the the hodgepodge group of heroes that they put together to run around to try to save the day. Um, once again, yeah, it was this episode. I wasn't expecting Black Panther Chadwick Boseman to pop back up. Right. He popped up in both these episodes when they were kind of saying that the second episode was like his last performance, and apparently mm-hmm. it wasn't because he popped up in yeah. these next two episodes as well as black panther to do black yeah. panther things so that was kind of a surprising cool thing to do yeah to see again yeah even though they brought him back for both <clears throat> these episodes to die as a character so that was yeah that was kind of was once sure. again like you said just the morbidity of this series yeah 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 yeah, yeah i'm with you there that, that that's fun appearances though i knew he was gonna pop up here and there they said the episode two was his last performance because he was like the focus of that episode yeah, yeah. so he wasn't necessarily the focus of this one or the episode six but he him being in there was also a fun you know like i said before bittersweet um to see i'm i'm with you on that i like the squad in this one because it's a team up that would have probably never happened in any other venue you know you got spider-man hulk wasp winter soldier happy sharon i think okoye and this is a team up that probably would have never been seen in a movie or anywhere else if it wasn't for this show so that was cool to see character it's cool to see characters interact that you would have never seen in a movie yep. you know what i'm saying yep and and you missed the your you missed the most important must watch what do you call it the required viewing okay ant-man and the wasp that? oh yeah yeah that there was I, the the plot of this episode was yeah. based off of that movie it definitely was and <laughs> it's cool they got paul rudd to come in mm-hmm. uh and jump in because he's one of the bigger names in marvel so it's i'm glad he got he uh got a chance to participate in this because he had some funny stuff he's in there's the funny guy you know that's paul rudd yeah. but who doesn't love paul rudd uh i don't i don't want to know <laughs> i don't want to meet a man who doesn't love him some paul rudd <laughs> uh yeah so this this kind of just ran through how are they gonna overcome this? What is the cure for the what is the cure for the zombies? What is the cure for the zombies? That's our big question. Yeah. They finally get to a they get to a place where um some facility where they gotta go in and they were told this is where they're gonna get their answers and who's in there but Vision. Mm-hmm. So we see Vision come back and Paul Bettany reprises his role too, which is fun. Yep. Um and I guess the times what is the stone he has in his head? It's not the time stone. It's the life. Oh, we sound stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know which man. Mind, the mind. The mind. Minds, good. Good lord. Thank you. Yes, the mind stone is what is in Vision's head, and that's kind of what's been keeping these zombies at bay. And they figure out that's the cure mm-hmm. uh, to kind of like they want to maybe broadcast the mind stone out across the the world because that's what's keeping zombies at bay. Uh, we get some cool scenes where Hope sacrifices herself and she grows into giant wasp, which is cool. We've never seen something like that. That was fun. But also then in this vision is revealed to kind of be the 
villain of the episode because he's been luring people here to feed zombie scarlet witch mm-hmm. uh what did you think of that like that going on and and vision and wanda kind of being involved and in, can they ever be happy man why is every Wanda right. and why is every wanda and vision story sad the show is sad uh him dying in endgame is sad this show has said like are they ever going to get to be happy man what's no, going on here <laughs> never the uh what was funny was coming back around this they had these characters and once again it comes right back down to these these characters needing to die for anybody to have any emotion or, or like in for us to feel anything for this they feel like we need to kill people we can't right. kill them in the movie so we're going to kill them here but then yeah. they had these people that were sacrificing themselves in ways that were hurting the other people like hope yeah it was super cool when she made herself super big so she could walk through the flood of zombies and carry everybody to go but didn't she think hey if i'm gonna turn into a zombie let me shrink myself down real quick so i don't turn into giant zombie <laughs> wasp, which is exactly yeah. what happened and as soon as she literally fell i was like shrink down and i kept waiting yeah. for the characters to yell like shrink before you turn just because <laughs> before like, you die the real first quick. thing i thought about was nope she's coming back as a huge zombie and then vision even the same thing he's like this mind stone is the only thing that's keeping all these zombies at bay and then he just rips it out of his head so the zombies all come in and i'm like dude you didn't think that through that you were just basically gonna create hell for all of these people while you make your noble sacrifice like come on man you're sacrificing what am i supposed to feel because if i'm supposed to like oh my god vision but really i was like what a jerk (laughs) (laughs) you just like the only thing that's keeping these people alive he just ripped out of his head and then once again why didn't it I mean, the stone was still there. It was still intact. So wasn't, why didn't it still keep him at bay? (laughs) And why couldn't he just stay alive? What was his sacrifice for? Just because he said he couldn't leave Wanda. Is that the only reason? Like he wanted to perish there with her. But he didn't stop her. So he just left her there too. So, I mean, he just really abandoned them. He was just like, all right, deuces, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just ripped it out. He just checked out of that situation because he didn't, it's not like he took, wanda with him he didn't save them from the zombies he did nothing he literally just kind of said you know what i have to undo my mistake and he just killed himself and then wanda's like hi i'm here i'm gonna kill you guys now and you're like dude yeah that did give us a fight with her versus hulk which is a fun like fan cast like everyone wants to see the hulk fight wanda that was cool but yeah going back to what you said about hope why didn't she just when she was giant and she you know dropped them off to safety over the fence why didn't she just brush the zombies off of her and then step over the fence <laughs> and then re-shrink herself back down and she's with them? There's no reason why she had to die there. Uh, that was just their excuse to get a, the visual, give us the visual of a zombie giant wasp later in the episode. It was like, it would have made sense. Like, why are you dying? Why are you killing, letting yourself die? What sense does that make? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was weird. That was definitely weird. Cracked me up. And then we get to the ending mm-hmm. where they're trying to get to Wakanda because it's the last like safe refuge. Mm-hmm. But then they give us this as they're heading to Wakanda, then they show this big flyover and there's all these zombies trying to get in. And then they show zombie Thanos who's there mm-hmm. with the infinity gauntlet. He has all the stones, but the mind stone. So they're basically insinuating that zombie Thanos is gonna gonna come for the mind stone he's coming he's there already they're bringing the mind stone to him to do i guess continue i guess zombie thanos still wants to make everyone disappear (laughs) even though this zombie needs people around so he could eat them so why why this is thanos would want 
to yeah. make people disappear. You know, he's like, no, I want brains. I want their brains. So why does he want to flash them? Yeah. We all know that. Uh, I mean, it's already been confirmed that there will be a what if season two. So I feel like some of these shows, then this one is another example is like, this is part one. Part two is coming in season two. We're going to get back into Marvel zombies. Um, I hope so. I hope so mm-hmm. because I didn't. And like I said, this, this comes back down to like that twilight zone ending sometimes where it felt like this one and the next one we're about to talk about felt like they were like prequels or just like the start of a story. And then you're, just, and then I'm just like, well, mm-hmm. okay, now what, you know, and if they don't continue it, then it's, what was the point of watching it? <laughs> like yeah. i want more now now you just set me up like movies do this too where they build everything and then they have this ending where they're like wait for part two and then part two doesn't happen because the movie made no money and i'm like i'd rather watch that movie than the one you just gave me so don't tease yeah. when 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 a movie of this or an episode is all about teasing what could be give me what could be and don't give me all the build-up you can do a build-up in five minutes. Give me 25 yeah. minutes of the good story. Don't hold the good story. I want to know what happens with Thanos and zombie Thanos and the stone. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah, part, if there's not a continuation of these, like the Captain Carter one and this one, and maybe a different one too, that'll be disappointing that they ended these episodes like that, kind of just abruptly without a resolution. Mm-hmm. So my thinking is it is, with the intention of having them continued in season two. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise that's just like bad storytelling. Right. So, so we'll have to, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a very long wait until what if season two, but we'll have to see if they continue on with these, but I don't know this episode I thought was pretty entertaining. It was fun. It had some cool action. The zombies, yes. the zombies were fun and the Avengers kind of becoming zombies. You had Oops, you had Falcon Falcon Zombie and Hawkeye Zombie. Captain America Zombie versus Winter Soldier was fun. Yep. That was a morbid way for um for Bucky to finally get the shield. We've all been yeah. saying for years, like, Bucky needs to finally get the shield. Oh, he finally got it in this one by cutting zombie cap in half. Yes. Uh yeah. Yeah, so, they blew up Sharon Carter. Yeah, Sharon Carter's blown up, so a bunch of crazy stuff happened in this. So uh it was I was I was in yeah, I was entertained. It was probably the most entertained I was with almost any of these episodes. Like just from mm-hmm. a fun standpoint. Once again, you kind of come back to the fun being everybody dying, but with it being zombies, they had more fun with it, and you could feel that where it wasn't trying to make you sad. I agree. I agree. So it was it was the most fun I've had so far with the the six. Um, but speaking of the six, we're going to talk about the last episode that is currently available on Disney Plus, which is what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? So the whole yes. premise and the main idea of this movie is if Tony show. Stark show is yeah. this episode is that if Tony Stark, when he was in Afghanistan and the original Iron Man and there was that big convoy and then in the Iron Man, he was kidnapped by the terrorists or the uh the Ten Rings. Ten was Rings. The mm-hmm. He was yeah, kidnapped by the Ten Rings, and then that was when he invented the Iron Man suit to save and became Iron Man and do all that. What if instead Killmonger rescued him and saved the day and then led to the not creation of Iron Man and kind of just led down a whole other path of story? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, like you said, there's no Iron Man never exists in this universe, mm-hmm. which... <clears throat> robs us of one of the funnest lines i i 
have for myself in the MCU, which is uh, Stain, who was played by Jeff. Oh man, what's his name? Jeff, the villain from Iron Man One. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Good lord, from Big Lebowski. Still one of my favorite Marvel villains, but it robs us of one of the lines from uh, that movie. If Iron Man never exists, he doesn't get to say, Tony Stark built this from, or Tony Stark built this in a cave from a box of scraps. I'm like, yes, that's awesome. Uh, (laughs) But he he never gets to say that. Uh, Anyway, the required viewing for this one, I guess, is mainly Iron Man 1 and Black Panther. Mm -hmm. You'd have to see to understand this. And yeah, Killmonger gets the spotlight, I guess, for the first time and finally gets to interact with other characters from the MCU because he always just existed in this Black Panther bubble. So seeing him interact with, you know, Tony Stark and Colonel Rhodes and people from that world and um, that we would never have seen before, that was interesting to me. Yeah. So I'm glad What If does stuff like this. It lets you see what these characters would do outside of how we've known them. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. This episode to me was pretty bland. I don't know. Nothing, nothing really grabbed my attention too much. I kind of was just like watching it like, okay, this is fun. There were some standout scenes, I think, you know, in there where there's Wakanda versus the United States with Stark tech. Eventually that fight was cool. And you got to see Angela Bassett's queen character, get some action and some of the fights, but I don't know. I don't, nothing in this one really grabbed my attention too much. I don't know about you. No, it was boring. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, it just, nothing really happened. And it, the thing was, was it opened up other what if questions that I would have rather them answer. Like, okay, yeah, what if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? Well, then right after, as soon as it happened, they, the watcher proposed another what if, is what if Iron Man wasn't created? And mm-hmm. that's a, such a more interesting path to follow down as to what happens then are the avengers still there is thanos still coming is like anything is none of that happen you know so there's so much this where this just kind of became a more convoluted plot to black panther it was just a black panther movie where killmonger wanted to be you know reclaim his throne and i mean he had the same mission the same plot the same story of the black panther movie and his his arc didn't change he just went about it a different way yeah it's basically it's basically it's basically what if killmonger became black panther yeah and kind of used tony stark as a stepping stool to get there yeah he used everybody to get what he wanted so i mean it that i mean that to me that was more what it was and Mm -hmm. like i said it just it wasn't a fun what if scenario they didn't play with anything that really mattered it just kind of was and once again it was like well we're gonna kill everybody Mm -hmm. yeah and like tony stark is the least lucky character in this series so far i think this is the third time he's died like he died he died in episode three uh Mm -hmm. in that murder mystery he was dead as a zombie he's the first zombie you see so he's dead in that and then he dies again in this one it's like man this show really hates tony stark yeah how did he become a zombie an iron suit it must have bit him on the neck. I don't know. Biting him on the quantum virus gets to everybody. Thanks a lot, Hank Pym again, being the villain. Uh, yeah, but this episode, I don't know. I just something about it didn't work, and I can't pinpoint exactly what the 
Michael B. Jordan. It's fun to hear his voice again as Killmonger because yeah. Killmonger still to me is a top five Marvel villain mm-hmm. that they that they've run. But just something about this one didn't click for me, and I can't really put my finger on it. The things you kind of said all all are true. That just it it might have been better served to be a what if Tony Stark never became Iron Man than well, what if Killmonger did this, 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 and this? It all just kind of didn't, the puzzle pieces didn't fit for me, and I can't really under, explain yeah. why, you know? Yeah, it just, I don't, it was just a long way around. And then once again, they left us hanging with the, okay, he became Black Panther, and he tricked everybody, and show's over. Yeah. And I'm like, now what? Yeah. You know, and you should never end an episode unless you get a new one next week. You should never right. end an episode well, that's how it is. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, see, uh, see in two years when we do part two of this for season two. Yeah, it's just it's you one know? of those things where it just kind of was there and it just was a bland episode. It, to me, it was one of the most bland. Yeah, I agree. One thing it does kind of do. I know we like to theorize and speculate. It kind of makes you think, well. This is kind of steering the conversation in another place, but nobody really knows what black panther wakanda forever is going to be yet yeah that that is all still very up in the air there i've read a theory out there somewhere that it's gonna you know we've got this timeline stuff going in the mar in the mcu right now timelines are like you know the soup of the day that's what's going on it's what's going on so is there a chance that somehow some way in wakanda forever there's gonna be timeline shifts and the michael b jordan killmonger character is going to return as like an alternate universe version of Black Panther. And he is the new Black Panther in the MCU because of, you know, his alternate timeline. And I'm like, Ooh, is this a, is this like a glimpse into that? Is this a way showing us how Killmonger could have been Black Panther? And that's how they're going to bring Black Panther back. I'm glad they're not replacing T'Challa. I'm super glad they're not, but having a Black Panther in the MCU still feels like something that is possible. So is that how they would end up doing something like that? Is And then was that just like a taste of it? I don't know. It's all speculation, but it had my mind working a little bit like... Yeah, that's kind of cool. If they really want this show to be canon and really connect to uh, the MCU, like we've talked about before, can't, will we start seeing these characters in live action? So will we see a Killmonger Black Panther? You know, will we see a Captain Carter? Will we see some of these different things? Um that's something a little interesting to think about. And the thing, the thing that comes from that then though, is if that is their plan, then this is that black Panther. So that means when he shows up in Wakanda forever, this is his arc. He killed, correct. He killed the, he killed T'Challa. He killed, you know, road roadie. He killed Tony Stark. He's there mischievously. And I mean, that has to be the origin of this character going into this movie. If that's the way that they, if, yeah. if if Michael B. Jordan is coming back as Killmonger, this Killmonger this, Panther, yeah, Killmonger Panther, this has to be his origin. Right. Because they've already said this is canon. So I mean, obviously, I guess they could say, well, that's a different universe, and this is another one. But right, they could, and then it makes you wonder. Well, then will they bring Black Panther back as the villain of Wakanda Forever? Is is Killmonger Panther the villain, and maybe he can turn good somehow and be the good the good black panther at some point whatever they want to do there's so many different options but it just kind of got my 
you know, cogs turning in my brain thinking, oh, that'd be cool. Because mostly because we still as an audience have no idea what Wakanda Forever is going to be as a movie. So it's it's fun to think about and make speculations and theories. But um, I don't know. This this episode was not the greatest. I put it pretty low on the out of the six, maybe like my least favorite. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible, but just um, nothing um, happened. Yeah, nothing much happened, and I'm I'm more excited to move on and see what seven episode seven has to hold for us. Yes, I'm definitely ready for the next. I guess the last three, as far as we're aware, um, see where they wrap this show up here in the next three weeks, and we'll be back with our part three where we talk about episode seven, eight, and nine, maybe ten if they're doing ten. I don't know. We'll figure it out, and we will let you know when we know. But Don, overall. Mm-hmm. Wrap this up. Marvel's What If. Yeah. Where did this fall on your anticipation for the show? And now that we're halfway through or over halfway through, how are you feeling about this one? Just the show in general. Just you the mean? show in general, not a specific yeah. episode, just overall. I'll put it to you this way. This is not appointment television to me. Um, as the previous three Mar- Disney plus Marvel shows have been. Like those, I <clears throat> I make it a point. Like I gotta watch this. I gotta see what's going on. Th- this show, if I'm not watching it on Wednesday when it drops, that's okay. If I'm not watching it on Thursday, that's okay. If I wait a week, hey, it's all right because nothing's truly happening here that is. I feel like must see, gotta see it. You know the way we've kind of been brought to understand the MCU to be is like, well, I gotta see it. I can't be left out. I gotta see. These are just kind of you know, they're fun. But they're just kind of, I don't want to say the word throwaway because that seems kind of demeaning, but they're just, they're just like a little add on, just a little, you know, nothing too, nothing too crazy that you've got to watch because you've got to be part of the conversation. I'm having fun. I'm having fun with it. Um, I can sit and watch them and enjoy myself. I'm nothing so far has really blown me away, which I'm kind of sad about because I thought this show was going to be a show that would be blow me away. Yeah. Um, but nothing really is. I'm still enjoying it, but that's just kind of where I sit now. So yeah, I was I was you? super excited for it. I just I don't know, but I think you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned earlier. I just thought it was going to be more fun, and yeah. you're 100 percent right. None of these are really fun. They're just kind of darker takes. You know how dark mm-hmm. can we do? It's like we're going to the the worst universe. You know the darkest timeline here for all of these and you're like there's no fun in this i mean we're literally about to get hawkeye running around at christmas time seeing uh-huh. a steve rogers musical i mean you, can't, yeah. you couldn't do shit like that in these timelines and with these alternate universes and change stuff up for the fun and here it's just like we're like i said it's just we're visiting the mcu's darkest timeline for every one of these episodes and you're just like okay cool yeah. but it's not fun and i i thought with this premise it was going to be more fun no, yeah, you, that's definitely the perfect way to put it. Like, this is, <laughs> this is basically what if Zack Snyder directed the Marvel Universe? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what all these episodes would be like the most saddest, depressing, like everyone's dying, everyone's crying. And that's that t- just in my mind, that's not all what if has to be. What if can also be just like a fun adventure that's different than something we've seen. Can we have one of those ever? Or is I everything so. just got, or is everything just got to be, you know, depressing darkness, but I mean, it's the MCU. We're going to watch it. We're fans. We're going to see where they go. But to this point, it's, 
it's kind of under underperformed to what I was hoping for. I absolutely agree, but we will be back to finish off our Marvel's What If conversation when we bring you part three here in a few weeks or in a month's time, depending on how many episodes there actually are. But I think there's only nine from my understanding. So I yes, think yes, yes. We should see you guys in three weeks. And I hope you guys are enjoying this ride along with us as we dive into the newest Disney Plus show. Absolutely. Right. Even though... We, we might not be enjoying it the most of any Disney Plus show, but I'm, I have fun talking about it with you. It oh, yeah. Up, it opens up some like different perspectives I might not have thought about. So, yes. I'm to break it down. And together. now you got me really trying to break down, you know, Wakanda forever here. And <laughs> yeah. thinking about what that movie is going to be about and stuff. So, I'm definitely excited. And then, like I said, it's fun to see all of the main people coming back and doing the voices. And, you know, like I said, it's a fun concept. I just wish they were having more fun with it. Yeah, I agree. And we'll leave it at that. Yes. But I think that's going to wrap us up for this week's episode of the Raised a Geek podcast. Make sure you guys are still like subscribing and following us on all podcasts and social media services. Hit us up over on Good Pods. If you don't mind, let's push us up the list to become one of the most listened podcasts in the TV and entertainment section. We're super excited. Every time we look, we're up about six spots. So definitely let's keep that momentum going. Hit us up on Twitter at Raised a Geek. And if you want to join the conversation, hit us up at Raised a Geek at gmail.com. Leave your name, where you're writing in from. We'll give you a shout out. Hit us up with those five star reviews, all the normal banter and Pod, podcast speak all the podcasts there, it is. there it is podcast <laughs> speak you know what to do go do it for us we appreciate each and every one of you for everything that you guys do and i'm excited to see where we go with this show but don i think until next time i'm chris and i'm done and thanks for listening to the raised geek podcast where we all speak geek <laughs>